This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Welcome to the 1012, the podcast that covers all 10 teams in the Big 12 Conference. I am your host, Philip Slavin. Thank you for joining us on a Thursday. Yes, it's Thursday. You know what that means. It means that my good friends, Chris Ross and Daniel Alexander, are joining us today to make picks for this weekend's Big 12 games. We have four games on the schedule. Thanks, uh, thanks to COVID. Is that a weird way of saying? But because we have COVID, it has pushed three games back. Due to COVID. Due to COVID. Due to right? COVID. Not thanks yes. to. There we go. That's a much better word. Uh, Daniel, how are you, friend? Doing well, man. I had a good week. Uh, good weekend. I've, I've, I've been on a little bit of a heater for a few weeks on the app, so it's been nice. Too bad that heater didn't transfer over to my picks last week on here. But uh, shoot, let's just run it back and, and try to redeem myself. Yeah, and of course, Chris, how you doing, buddy? A little sleep deprived? Is that a little that sleep accurate? deprived? You know, uh, having a baby is a definite, uh, definite change of pace. So, yeah, a little sleep deprived. I think it showed in my picks last week. Didn't do uh, too great. So, hopefully, we turn around this weekend. Yeah, we all went uh, three and four last week. Very different three and fours, by the way. Uh, I, I missed on the over 63 in Texas, Kansas missed on OSU minus one and a half missed on Kansas state plus nine and a half and missed on BYU minus 10. However, I hit on Iowa state minus six and a half hit on Baylor plus 22 and a half and hit on Arkansas plus three. They lost that game, but Missouri only won by two. Um, Daniel hit on the under 51 and a half and OSU TCU hit on Iowa State minus six and a half and hit on Coastal Carolina plus 10, but missed on Texas Tech minus 25 and a half, missed on the under 51 and a half, Texas, Kansas State, I think Texas covered that all on their own, missed on the over 62 and a half in the OU Baylor game, props to Baylor's defense, uh, and missed on Michigan State plus 23 and a half. Yeesh. Chris hit on Texas minus seven, hit on Iowa State minus six and a half. That's the one we all got was at Iowa State minus six and a half. Uh, hit on Coastal Carolina plus 10, missed on Texas Tech covering, missed on Oklahoma State covering, missed on Oklahoma covering 20 and a half, and missed on Rutgers plus 12 and a half, which I was a little surprised by that one. So uh, that brings our totals to, I guess it's a little weird because there's ties Chris is 31 and 30. Uh, Daniel is 30, 29, and 2, and I am 27, 33, and 1. We've got I have a half, our, have a half game lead, right? 
just holding on to that? Essentially, yeah. You've got one more win, but one more loss. Yeah, that's so I, Yeah, sure. And then I'm back there. I'll figure it out. Uh, obviously, we have five picks today, four Big 12 games, three conference games, and TCU's makeup non-conference game, and of course, a, a non-Big 12 game of our choosing. We'll have the Big 12 championship game, and then bowl games to wrap this up. So, still got quite a few chances. Um, I'm going to guess we get at least six or seven bowl teams. Bowl projections I've seen have looked like Iowa State, Oklahoma, Texas, uh, West Virginia, Oklahoma State, TCU, I think Kansas State as well. So, that'd be, that'd be seven. That would that would do fine. That would do well. Um Tell you what, let's just let's just dive in. Let's just jump into this and get going because I'm excited. I'm ready. I am pumped. Uh, let's hop as we do in chronological order. That means we will start with Oklahoma versus West Virginia. Uh, Oklahoma going on the road to Morgantown. Open as a 12-point favorite. That line's pretty much anywhere from 13 to 14 now. Over-under open at 58 and a half. That's down to about 56 and a half. Uh, let's see. We had a three-way tie last week. So the only fair way I can think for who has to go first is we're going to rock, paper, scissors this. You guys ready? All right. Okay. Call it out. All right. On three. One, two, three. Rock. You saw both our scissors and and he goes, rock. (laughs) (laughs) Whatever. Give it to Daniel. Perfect. Daniel's going first. It's it's a delay. It's fine. No one's cheating. Chris over here calling out cheaters. Chris is just mad. All right, Daniel, uh, where do you want to go with this? This is a tough one. There, there's there's two ways I like. Uh, I'm sort of going with some line moves here. Uh, Oklahoma opened this. Circa opened it at eleven and a half. A uh, couple shops immediately bet it out. Jumped it out to twelve. Jumped it out to thirteen. And then it just got bet again. Uh, at 13 and a half, believe it or not. I mean, gosh, Pinnacle's even hanging a 14 right now on this game. You know, has West Virginia packed it in for the year? Uh, it's hard to tell. It's such a tough choice here. I'm actually going to flip it. Just looking at this right now, I'm going with the under on this. Open at 58 and a half. It got hit at Unibet. It got hit out in Pennsylvania at Bet Rivers at 57 and a half again. You've got 66% of, of the tickets right now are on the over, but you got a ton of the money coming in on the under. Pinnacle's even hanging at 55 and a half. Give me that under. I see a 57 over at Circa and Bet Online. I'm going to take under 57 for this game. Yes, sir. You are correct. I can get you an under. 57. Chris, since you were so upset you didn't get to go first, I'll let you go here. All right. First, I have to say, Daniel, you're over and unders last week. Um, I was cracking up during the games because I think you had under on, uh, was it Texas to Kansas State, who nearly doubled the over under. Oh, yeah. I think they were like three <laughs> points away from doubling the over under. And then you had the over on OU Baylor, which was struggle, struggle fest. Didn't that, dude? It didn't, by, by half time, <laughs> I was like, this doesn't have a chance. I need OT or something, but. All right. So before we get started, I, that was that cracked me up last week. Okay. Uh, that's why I stay away from them. I hate over-unders. Okay. But surprisingly, Oklahoma, West Virginia, both schools are actually six and three against the spread this season. And uh, everybody talks about the West Virginia defense, but I think Oklahoma's defense is being undervalued. They're the 14th best defense in the country. And this behind a really solid defensive front. In this matchup, I like... I like Rattler over Deggie in a B 
big way. I, I'm not a huge fan of Deggy. I, I think he struggles with the deep ball. I think he does well in intermediate passing. Um, but passing over that defensive line, I think he's going to struggle. I think uh, both teams will be held under their season scoring average, but it's still going to be like 35 to 13 or somewhere in there. I think Oklahoma covers this easily, so I'll take it as low as I can get it. Uh, I see let's, let's 13 through both pages. It looks like 13. Yep, 13 is the best I can get you. Well, if you're taking 13, uh, man, I was going to go see what our records are when we when 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 we agree because um, we agree here. Uh, look, West Virginia is a much better team at home than they are on the road. There's there's no argument here, and West Virginia's defense has been. Solid. Now, granted, as we have finally come to realize, it's because they hadn't played Iowa State and they hadn't played Oklahoma yet. And so there it's still a I think it's still a good West Virginia defense, but I also think they're unfortunately hitting Iowa State and Oklahoma at the worst time of the season to hit Iowa State and Oklahoma. Also, to your point, look, I like Lenny Brown a lot. I still think he might be the second best running back in the Big Twelve, but the rest of the offense is not great. Uh, it's just not great. And so you take all those things into effect. I think the under is probably the right play here. It's going to be rainy. It's going to be cool in Morgantown on Saturday. I, I see kind of a sloppy game. I think the under is probably right, but I think Oklahoma covers this 13 and a half. Again, I think West Virginia is moving in the right direction from a program standpoint. I think Newt Brown is, is is getting things the right way. I do think this is a solid defense, and they are much better at home. I could see this a game where West Virginia keeps it lower scoring just to keep it close early, but I think Oklahoma pulls it away in this one and, and covers that 13 points. So I agree with you, Chris. We, we are both on OU here. All right, moving down the schedule. We go to Texas versus Kansas, a game I know we're all very excited for. Uh this game in Lawrence, kicking off at 2.30. Uh, Texas opened as a 31-point favorite. That's actually dropped a little bit. Um, you can get this anywhere, 29.5-30, depending upon how you feel. Over, under, opened at 65.5 and, and has dropped all the way down to uh, 61. It's dropped like four full points. I tell you what, I will take this one first. I have I have lived off of Kansas overs this season, uh, at least for the last few weeks. And, and that let me down last week. Uh, in part because Kansas played well and Texas Tech is not good. Um, and I I would be all over this being an over again, especially at, at the 61. Like that's, that's pretty nice. But then I started wondering, why is everybody putting money on the over under here? And then I went to check the forecast for Saturday. Uh, high of 39 with uh, snow showers. So it's going to be snowy. It's going to be cold. 14 mile per hour winds in the middle of the afternoon in a cold, gross day. I kind of think the under is the right play here. Do I think Texas can cover the 30 points? Yes, they should. Everyone, like Kansas hasn't covered anything until last week. That's the problem for last week. Texas Tech, Kansas finally covered a game and they hit the under. It's the first time all season both those things have happened. I think things kind of get back to normal as far as teams covering, but I don't feel good about the over here. So I'm going to take the under on this one. I think the best I can get is 61. Let me check the second page just to confirm that. Yeah. Uh, So I'm going to take under 61 in this game. I just think gross game. 
Um, there could be some turnovers. Maybe it gets a little bit silly. Uh, I do think Texas's run game will have a nice, nice day on Saturday, but I just, I just don't see a ton of points in a, in a gross, snowy, cold affair. Uh, Daniel, where do you want to go here? Well, I'm going to echo you, but I'm going to add a little layer to it. I'm also going to take the under this week. Um, part of the reason is I, I always like when there's just a little bit of a narrative of you just saw some team put up a monster number, right? You know, you have this idea that Texas can't be stopped. They're going to score at will. Did you just see what they did last week? The offense has a buzzsaw. I always love to sort of buy back against that. Um, and then when you have that combined with a line drop uh, and, and two big moves to the under as well, big steam move over at Unibet and then Pinnacle had their own steam move at 61 and a half to where we're now sitting at 61. Also just a little info on top of uh, uh, just the windy, miserable day you're talking about. Uh, beginning of this series, this season, you know, I, I talked about, I like to look at the weather a lot when I'm looking at totals. Well, you're absolutely right, man. It's going to be a miserable windy day. If we just look at games this season against the closing line, Anytime you got an average wind speed of 13 or up, the under is 27 and 20 this year. So, you know, you're up five and a half, six units, just taking the under. When you're betting on nothing at all, except for just what the wind speed is at kickoff time. So this game is going to fall into that as well. So we've got the narrative of Texas can't be stopped. The narrative that Kansas games always go over. We've got this crazy wind. we got the moves to the under. I'm coming with you. Give me that 61 over at Circa on the under. Chris? Where else are you getting wind betting trends? Like, I mean, <laughs> that's crazy. <laughs> All right. No, I mean, that, that's that's awesome. Uh, yeah, I think – I'm pretty sure the Longhorns are still scoring, right, on uh, Kansas State. So, <laughs> I mean, that – I don't know what they're still playing for. Gundy doesn't either. But uh, the Longhorns are still playing. And I think that's a big factor – the, they, they just murdered Kansas State in the shootout. Uh, I, I kind of expect Texas to pick up where they left off because even the gross day, the rainy day, the snowy day, the windy day, I expect Texas to pick up where they left off because Kansas's run game is absolute – or run defense is, is trash. I, I think Texas just runs all over them. And Kansas, they were due to cover a spread. They did that last week, so I'm pretty comfortable laying the big number. I, I think the Longhorns have it. All right. It's going to be cold, like we mentioned in Lawrence. I don't know about you guys, but on a cold, snowy day, watching college football, you like to sit down with a nice hot cup of coffee. And if I might suggest one, um, I would suggest our sponsor for this college football season, Lazy Fair Coffee. Ethically sourced beans from around the world roasted right in the heart of Big 12 country. Five fantastic flavors. They have something for everyone. Whether you like a nice, easy cup or you like something that's really a kick in the pants. That's the black napalm, if I might suggest. The Good Morning Vietnam, of which I have purchased a bag to bring to work. Merry Christmas, fellow co-workers. You're all going to be very excited for this one. With promo code 1012, T-E-N-1-2, you get 10% off your order through the end of the year. So if you've got family or friends that coffee is something they love, then it's a perfect gift to give. Whether you put it in a bag, whether you wrap it in a box, whether you stuff it in the stocking, they're going to love it. So go to lazyfaircoffee.com, L-A-Z-Y-F-A-I-R coffee. Use promo code 1012. Get 10% off your order. Don't forget, Lazy Fair Coffee is on Instagram. Go give them a follow. 
not saying that there might be good reasons to do so. I'm just saying you should go and do so. Yes, Tristan, I know you listen to this, so maybe go offer an Instagram promotion just for like a day or two. Um, <laughs> LazyFairCoffee.com, 10 12 get you 10% off. Free shipping for everyone living in the DFW area. So go check it out. Buy yourself a bag. Have a really good cup of coffee this Saturday morning. Well, I'm making sure I got you the best line I could on Texas. I see 29. Okay. Yeah, I think 29. Yep, that would be circa. Okay. All right, so let's move it on down. Oklahoma State and Baylor. Of course, these are all games that got delayed, um, which is just, I don't know that, I'd be really curious, um, and I should have asked you to do this before we started this, Daniel. I'd be really curious, like, how big, how different the lines open now from when these games opened when they were originally on the calendar. And I don't, I wondered the same thing. Oh, yeah. Interesting. I I hadn't considered that, but yeah, that's a, that'd be fun to go look at for sure. I should have asked you beforehand. It's too late now. I'm not going to like pause and make you go find it. Um, But if we figure that out uh, at some point during this, we might pop in with it. Um, So Oklahoma state and Baylor facing off in Waco uh, Saturday evening at six o'clock. I wish you opened as a four-point favorite. This line has gone up in Oklahoma State's favor. I've got it everywhere from four and a half to six, depending upon where you look. Uh, over, under, open at 50 and a half. It has dropped. You can get 49, 48 and a half, depending upon where you are. Uh, let's see. I, think I might as well go first here. Because I think it's Chris's easy. turn to go first. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's it's pretty easy for me because uh, after the last couple of weeks, I said I was never going to take Oklahoma State to cover a spread ever again. I <laughs> I don't know what's going on. I mean, it's... Even even if I hadn't said that though, I wouldn't be here. I have no clue where this team is at mentally. Um, Gundy is straight up saying, you know, if you're not first, then what's it matter? You know, you're last. While the Ricky Bobby philosophy. I, I know, right? Like, but I mean, we're gonna get sidetracked here because I can talk about this all day because I don't understand saying, well, if you're not first, then what's the point? While simultaneously saying, you know, complaining that players are leaving early and opting out early. If you're not, I mean, what's the point, right? Like, you're either one side of the fence or the other. You can't be on both. Uh, whatever, digress. Baylor, on the other hand, I mean, that game against Oklahoma was impressive. I did not see that coming from them. They are – they're looking like the team we thought they could have been at the beginning of the season. Um, they had all those struggles, but it's starting to come together. I think the blueprint to beat Oklahoma State is out. And I think I don't know if there's much the Cowboys can do about it. That defensive front, um, or the the offensive line. I'm sorry, the offensive line. They're they're coming about it together. They're getting healthier, but at the same time, they're just having a hard time. You have Spencer Sanders who buys you time, but he doesn't make the best reads. Takes a long time to get through his progression. Um, then you have, um, oh, what is the Ellingworth? Uh, you know, he's he gets through his progression, but. For every good pass, there's two or three bad ones. So I don't know what you do there. Sanders is the better choice, but I don't think he's a, a very good quarterback. Um, I think we're seeing all we're going to see out of him. Honestly, in this, I take Baylor heads up on the money line. If I can get uh, two games for that, that would be great. Otherwise, the the points are just a bonus. Uh, no, you you can just take uh, you can just take Baylor to cover. Uh, and so that means that the best line I can get you if you're taking the Baylor side would be... I think I saw it at six. 
I do see the six. I'm just making sure. I thought I saw the six and a half at one point earlier today. Okay, six. So you get uh, Baylor to cover plus six. Um, gosh, I mean, I, I hate to just agree with you over and over again, Chris, but I have zero reason to to bet Oklahoma State in this. Uh, and and let me piggyback off your stuff. I did not give enough credit on Monday's show to Baylor for their performance against Oklahoma on Saturday. Um, Part of why Oklahoma didn't look as good was due to COVID, its effect on the staff, and probably to some of the players. But I also think it's Dave Aranda. I think while the offense at Baylor is continuing to struggle, and I think they're on running back number like 20 at this point, and Baylor just, just can't run the ball. But I think Dave Aranda has got this defense playing incredibly well. Um, I think he's a very, very intelligent defensive-minded coach. And I think he's getting things going on that side of the ball. You saw what their defense did to Oklahoma. I don't want to overplay that, but I think Oklahoma State's offense is too simple. I think literally everyone on Twitter was was calling run-run pass on Saturday uh, for Oklahoma State. I think Dave Aranda and this defense are going to have a field day. I I really wonder, because I don't love Baylor's offense, however, Oklahoma State's defense is giving up big plays because of injuries to that side of the ball for them, specifically in the backfield uh, with Darius Williams and Trey Sterling. It's, 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 it's causing uh, Jim Knowles to not be able to play as aggressive as he would like. I think that's affecting them too. The under feels really good in this game. Like This feels like a really gross, really gross game. Um even if Oklahoma State wins, I think Baylor covers this. So I am with you. I'm going to take Baylor plus six. I le- I, I'm, I'm very tempted to take the under, but based off everything we've seen the past few weeks, I think taking the dog in an Oklahoma State game is the better bet. I will, I will covet this by saying that this kind of feels like a spot where Gunny just airs out the playbook when there's nothing left to play for and everybody else sits around like, why haven't we seen this before now? But I'm definitely not betting on that. No. no. Daniel, what do you think? So there's two things going on here. I agree with most of what you guys have said today. Just about Baylor. They looked great last week. Oklahoma State, obviously, they've had their well-documented struggles, I mean, kind of all season, but really in the past few weeks. But with that said, the other game going on is that I have to beat you guys. Okay. I have to get some separation from you guys. I got to pick some spots where I can get a win and you guys take a loss. Thankfully, Oklahoma State is in a revenge spot to uh, uh, this week when they're at Baylor. Last year, Baylor was 7 0 when they met up with OK State, and Baylor just whipped them, right? I mean, it was, I can't remember the score, but I think Baylor won by 20 or something last year. Maybe you guys can remember, but conference visitors playing a team that they lost to the year before they have a, just an epic uh, against the spread. They're like 58, 59% against the spread for almost plus a hundred units lifetime a lifetime for my database is about 15 years. So just a little revenge angle wins you about seven or eight units a year. Just taking that Oklahoma state finds themselves in that this year. And I've got to grab onto anything I can to justify me betting Oklahoma State this week against you guys. Because if Gundy comes out and Gundy, and I agree on the mixed message, by the way, it's like, dude, what are you doing? 
you're complaining about guys not showing up, not carrying their water, not being there for the whole year. And then on the same token, you're talking about, well, it doesn't matter if we're last place or second place or third place, it all doesn't matter. It's like, dude, that, you know, maybe that's the message you're putting in the media, but you know, I don't know how a player is going to take that. Begrudgingly, if you don't mind, give me Oklahoma state at the best line that you can give them to me to cover revenge spot. Okay. State let's roll. Looks like my favorite place, uh, sportsbetting.com, whose line is always way different than everybody else, uh, can get you a four and a half uh, is the best I can get you. I'll take it. Let's go. All right. Uh, I've been doing our, my, my numbers I wanted to check to see how what happens when, uh, when certain groupings of us agree. Uh, I've been working on that while we sit here because I wanted to talk. So, so far, Chris and I have two that we agree on. And Daniel and I have, have one that we agree on. Thus far this season, when it's just two, when it's just Philip or me and Chris, uh, we are five and seven. When it's just me and Daniel, we are three and four. When it's Chris and Daniel, it's seven and four. And it's three and one when we all agree. Hey, so, group think, group think, cash and tickets. So, yeah, just take that for what it is. When Chris and Daniel uh, agree, I should probably agree with them because <laughs> it doesn't tend to work. Uh, for me all that well okay uh, last big 12 game of the day a non-conference game we're getting a non-conference game at the end of the season tcu able what to is this, uh, the sec yeah no it's not an fcs they're not playing wofford okay <laughs> in louisiana tech it's a g5 school uh tcu getting a non-conference game uh, on the schedule plays in louisiana tech uh this line opened i mean a whole lot bigger than I thought it was going to. TCU opened as a 24-point favorite. Now, that has dropped down to about 21.5 across the board. Over-under opened at 49.5. That's spiked up 42.5 or 52.5 pretty much across the board. Yes, I see sportsbetting.com and their ridiculous line that's not in line with anybody else. Um, I think I probably – actually, you know what? Daniel, you get this one first. Where do you want to go? This is tough because there's a few good angles going on here. Um, one really interesting uh, when, when I cap games, I build. Uh, you, you know, there, there's there's like bad teams that are, you know, you could be a 45 point dog or a 20 point dog, and and you're a big dog in both sense, but they're different things, right? Like I, I always try to sort of break down groupings into. You know, are you a are you a seven point dog? Are you a manageable ten to fourteen point dog? Twenty one point thirty six. So, before this season started, I thought we I want to see what non conference stuff looks like. I feel like with COVID practice schedules, not a lot of time to prep for teams. I felt like teams within conference or excuse me, teams that were fighting through conference when they got a late season or a mid year non conference game sprung on them. I thought that the non-conference dog might, uh, you know, might be in a good spot. It might be advantageous for them. I felt like Louisiana Tech, they're probably in a good spot this week coming to Fort Worth, having to play TCU. TCU's got to go stick these Bulldogs in a, in a, in a non-conference late-season game. Sure enough, teams in Louisiana Tech's spot here are 39 and 22 on the season. I mean, that is crazy. They are absolutely destroying the spread. These, you know, I'll call them non-conference dogs that are big dogs, 
but they're not completely inept teams. You follow me? Like, I'm not interested in some team that's plus 48, but like, are you plus 24? Are you plus 18? I care. Teams in these spots that Louisiana Tech are in coming in, cannot believe it, 39 and 22. We've got a total of 53, and I can get a team getting three touchdowns or more. Give it to me all day long. Louisiana Tech Bulldogs, 21 and a half. All right. Yeah, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be honest here. Um, I think I agree. <laughs> TCU, and I get it, TCU has played all Big 12 opponents. They haven't had a non-conference opponent. So all they have done is play Big 12 teams. This is not a Big 12 team, but the only team Oklahoma that, that TCU has gotten close to beating by three touchdowns is Kansas. And as we've talked about, you kind of got to take Kansas out, right? And they did put up quite a few points on Texas Tech. But even that data point, like I think we've kind of realized, especially after Texas Tech and Kansas played, doesn't mean a whole lot. I don't know how good Louisiana Tech is. They might be good. They might not. They're not especially good uh, against the spread this year, from what I can tell. But that's a lot of points. Um, it is. That's a that's a big score. And it feels like a lot of money is going on Louisiana Tech, and maybe I should go the opposite direction because so much money is going on Louisiana Tech. But that extra that extra half point there, that extra half point looks looks real good, right? Um, it, it kind of does. Ooh, well, since we're using the site that I don't like, uh, because. That's what Daniel or Chris said we were allowed to do. We actually get this at at, uh, at twenty two and a half. So Daniel, you and I are taking this at twenty two and a half, and essentially giving us what I feel like is a point and a half of wiggle room that I feel very comfortable with. Uh, so Chris, what are you feeling here, bud? Well, I don't know why you would throw the Kansas game out because that's your. I mean, that's probably the closest data point to Louisiana Tech that we have, and it was their second most recent game. Uh, I don't have a lot to break down with this game because, I mean, how do you break down this game? Uh, I don't know. This feels like a game that TCU can just get out there and have fun and kind of let loose a little bit. And I and I do think that they um, – I think they cover this because I, I think that uh, – I think we're getting value with this line being bet down. So uh, I'll, I'll go ahead and take that value. And uh, since I'm doing so well when I go against you too, I feel pretty good about it, maybe. Okay. There you go. I'm going to throw something out there to you. The money line on Louisiana Tech, uh, I'll just you know, I'll take sort of a consensus price right now. It's plus 850, meaning you bet 100 bucks and you win $850. Uh, that implies that Louisiana Tech is going to win this game somewhere around 9.5%, 10% of the time. I think they win this game more than that. You know, Louis, you know, you're getting paid as if, you know, Louisiana Tech's going to win about 10% of the time. Mm. I'd say that's probably a little higher. You know, if you gave this team five chances, you think, you know, does Louisiana Tech beat TCU one out of five times? I think so. I'm not saying bet the money line. I am saying I think there is value on the money line for this game for Louisiana tech. I think Daniel said that he's taking the money line and uh, that's, where, <laughs> that's where we should have him. We no, no, no. We'll do sprinkles next year. We'll, we'll add sprinkles to our, our betting cupcakes next year. Um, all right. So of course we have our last, uh, our non big 12 pick before we get to that. 
As we mentioned, this is the holiday season. You should be looking for the perfect gift for the family and friends on your shopping list. And I would bet that there's somebody on that list who would love an incredibly comfortable vintage college sports piece of apparel, whether it's a t-shirt or a sweater or a hoodie, just something super comfortable with some really impressive, well-researched, awesome looking vintage college apparel. That's why I think you should go to Homefield Apparel and do a little shopping. Now, this is going up on Thursday, December 10th, which is the last day to order to guarantee that you're going to get your delivery in time for Christmas. So I'm saying that so that you know to go to homefieldapparel.com. Okay, find something in there. I bet there's something there with more than 100 schools, including Iowa State and Baylor. They've also got Marshall and Bucknell and Valparaiso and Colorado State and Colorado School of Mines and it has the Borough and he is awesome and Memphis and Slippery Rock and Hawaii and Auburn. Okay, they've got something for the college sports fan in your life. So go to Homefield Apparel, homefieldapparel.com, use the promo code 1012, get 20% off your first order. Okay, you're going to find something, whether it's, maybe you want something for you, maybe you want to buy yourself something to open on Christmas Day, you know? Nothing like opening that sweater and slipping it right on and just wearing it for the rest of the day. Just sip hot cocoa and hang out with family and friends. So go do yourself and your family and your friends a favor. Shop at homefieldapparel.com. Do it today, Thursday the 10th, the last day to guarantee you get your order by Christmas. 1012 gets you 20% off your first order. Be rocking some awesome, comfortable, vintage college sports apparel this basketball season. Basketball season, or bowl season if you would prefer to go that way these bowls are coming up weird weird thing that smu has already accepted their bowl bid uh, they will be playing their bowl game i think it's the something smoothie bowl uh on december 19th also known as the same day that the aac championship game will be played because that's not weird not weird at all it's just prime 2020 speaking of the aac i'm gonna go with our non-big 12 picks first because i want to get the one i want I went and looked for lines that didn't make sense. It's always the first thing I do. Um, and sometimes I just don't I don't do this all the time. So maybe I, I don't find one. This week I found one. This week I found a line that I just went, I don't understand. Houston opened as a three-point favorite, and that line has gone up to four and a half and five. Now look, I'm not saying I'm smarter than Vegas in any way, shape, or form. But Houston hasn't beaten a good team all season. Yes, Houston has some nice kind of big wins. You want to go from a point perspective. They had a nice 18-point win over Tulane. Uh, they had a nice 16-point win over Navy. They had a nice 35-point win over South Florida. They got curb stomped at Cincinnati. They got curb stomped by UCF. They got throttled by BYU. Houston is good enough to beat up bad teams but they are not on the level of good teams. They are going on the road to Memphis, who I believe is a good team, and they're going in as a, as a road favorite. I don't buy it. I don't buy it for a minute. I think Memphis actually wins this game. So I'm going to take Memphis plus five because that's the best line I can get because this line just doesn't make any sense to me. I don't understand it. And Daniel, if you're like, oh no, you, it's because of this and I'm going to look dumb now that I've made that pick, then fine. But I, it doesn't make any sense to me. So we're all three no, taking no. a money line this week. What's that? We're all three taking a money line this week. No, line? no. My, my money line was just a, you know, just a little piece of info for listeners. That's all. I just said Memphis plus five. I didn't say money line. 
Who said you think they win the game? I that's money line. That's money line. He's just he's sharing his thought that he yeah. thinks there's value in Memphis plus five. Yeah, because, because I think Memphis actually they, is going to win the game. Win. Yeah, he thinks they're going to win. He's not no, saying. No, I agree. It, it, I like the pick. Okay. So we're, you're throwing – man, it's been a long work day. Okay, don't throw me off here. Um, okay, yeah, it just doesn't make any sense to me, so I'm, I'm riding with Memphis here. Uh, Daniel, what are you feeling? Okay, good. I got another late-night one so that people can stay glued to their TV being degenerates betting. I love, <laughs> I love this next spot. Win or lose, I love it. Uh, when this line opened, we talked about it uh, in, in our betting Slack forum that, that we have running. 150 plus strong. Anyone interested, come find me at Danner B7 on Twitter. Join up with our with our betting chat that we've got going. Anyway, we threw this out there and started talking about it when it opened at 56 and a half. This is Cal going up to Pullman, Washington to play the Cougars. Okay, a little Pac-12 after dark. This opened at 56 and a half, and immediately the discussion was grab this under while you can. It's going to be 34, 36 degrees, sometimes getting down to 30 degrees. It's going to be windy, 15 miles an hour. And it's going to be a mix of snow and rains, almost like just sort of a slushy, slushy precipitation coming down. That has a real effect on how the ball travels, how people are kicking the ball, fielding the ball, catching the ball, even snapping the ball. There's going to be, uh, you know, fumbles that kill drives this game is underwritten all over it and it's still sitting at 54 and a half over at pinnacle which i'm a little surprised about i think this is going to get closer to 52 or even 51 and a half by kick so my uh you know my non-big 12 pick this week cal washington state under 54 and a half at pinnacle is the best line still available sports betting you know my favorite uh has it at 55 and a half so yeah that's fake that's fake. <laughs> I told you I don't like this site. It doesn't. I don't buy. I don't believe these lines. Like they don't line up with the rest of the stuff. But since Daniel's, it, we're going to make an ultimatum next year. We're not using it. But for the rest of this one, since Chris has you know made his complaint, that's fine. Uh, okay, Chris, where do you want to go with your uh, with your non Big Twelve pick? Well, what one guess, and that would be mm. Coastal Carolina at Troy. And uh, I have to reward. I have to reward Coastal Carolina after that performance last week against BYU. And I also I have to re- reward the fans. This is incredible. The way they won that game, and the fans did not rush the field. The players did, but the fans did not. They stayed in their seats, and that's incredible. Uh, we need more of that in, in college football right now, because we have seen other fan bases rush the field this year, and in, in another in. In a general year, that's a questionable thing to do. This year, it's extremely questionable. So I have to reward them. Um, I like the spot. Troy does not cover the spread well. Um, Coastal Carolina is very good at covering the spread. I'm just going to ride with them through this week. And uh, I think it, the best thing is at 13, I think I mm-hmm. saw. Mm-hmm. Circa has it at 13. So. It's a fine pick. You've been riding the, the Coastal Carolina train for a while, and it has it has done you well. So and I'm pretty sure I, I even mentioned taking them on the money line against BYU. Well, sorry, it wasn't BYU because we actually picked on a different game. Right. 
and then we had the text for right. <laughs> yeah. That's right. So just so as a point of reference yeah. for everyone, yeah, we yeah. picked the Coastal Carolina against the Liberty game on the show last week, and then when I got canceled, I went and texted everybody, and we placed our our Coastal Carolina BYU lines um, through text, and then updated this because by golly, we were going to have our Coastal Carolina pick. I wasn't going to add that game in just for fun, then have it switch over like that. So um, okay. That wraps, up, or wraps us up for today. Uh, of course, we will be back next week to pick the Big 12 title game and do something else because that's not going to take a full 35 minutes to pick one game. Um, and, of course, we will be back on Monday as well to wrap up this weekend's games and talk about all those things and some other state of the Big 12 as well. Uh, you know what to do. Give us a follow on Twitter at 1012podcast, T-E-N, the number 12, the word podcast. We can also find us on Instagram at 1012pod. We did not have a live this week. I uh, got some family holiday stuff to take care of, so we we took the night off from that. But we always have exclusive content and typically have an Instagram Live every Wednesday night at 7.30 Central Time on Instagram, so give us a follow there. Uh, rate, subscribe, comment, all those you know usual things you're told to do by podcast because that's what we're supposed to do to help grow the audience. Honestly, what I would ask everybody to do is, is provide us with a Christmas gift, which would be the gift of sharing this podcast with a friend or someone you think might like it uh, just to help spread the word and help get uh, help us grow the audience we would appreciate that uh go follow our good friends here daniel alexander on twitter at danner b7 and as he mentioned uh shoot him a dm you can get into the slack group and know all about bets and picks before we come on here and do it those early lines are really what you want to get when i get those am i daniel i'm right here like we really want to get those lines like as soon as they open because that typically is the most value or is there more value later in the week once people start betting well, it, it happens both ways. Uh, obviously, when lines open, you've got certain games pegged and you've got some you know, prices and lines already figured out that you want to jump on. But as the week continues, some teams get more valuable. You, know, you might like a, a, a dog at plus five, and for whatever reason, the whole world's taking the other side. And next thing you know, oh, crap, I can get that same team plus seven. Maybe there's some real value on it based on the work you've done. So, you know for all sports, it's like I fire when the lines open. And then as the week progresses, you're looking for value that pops up as lines move around. Uh, Daniel, let me ask you, you might already know this, might not. Uh, how often does the line move change the outcome of the pick? Hmm. I don't have, does that, does that make sense? Yeah, sure. Like, you know, uh, a team is minus three and I like them, but they get out to minus five. Now I like the dog at plus five, right? You're asking a situation like that. Well, Off yeah. Top. Or like, you know, if it's minus or it was like minus five and they got down to bet to, to minus three. So you went ahead and took them to cover and they covered by like seven, you know, like we're both lines covered. It didn't matter. Sure. Sure. I, I do not have the, the hard info for you on that one. Is that, yeah, because that would be, I don't know. I'm just interested in that kind of stuff. How often we're always talking about finding value and stuff like that, but how often does that value actually change? How close was, you know, the, the cover or, or, you know. Sure. And like, I don't want to go over everyone's heads. I don't want to go over the listeners heads. We actually had a great conversation sort of in, in, in this realm today in the forum. Uh, how efficient are these markets? How efficient is the college football betting market as a whole? How efficient is the college basketball betting market? And what does that mean? It means uh, when Baylor opens, you know, or excuse me, when Oklahoma State opens 
minus five and the totals 51 and a half. How correct is that? Right. Is, is, mm. is it, is it very correct? Is it not really? Um, and I guess people like myself and a lot of other people, we are looking for inefficiencies in that. We're looking for spots where we could say, Hey, that number's not right. That, that spread isn't correct. That total isn't correct. And I'm going to bet it as such. So, you know, again, I, I don't mean to wade out into some deeper waters here uh, on the topics or the questions that you just had, but uh, I, I thought it was relevant. We were literally about eight or 10 of us were having that conversation this morning. Nice. No, I think it's a good conversation to have for sure. So that's the kind of thing you can get in that forum. Um, so you guys go hit up Daniel on Twitter. Uh, you can get an invite into that Slack check. I think you guys would appreciate being in there. Uh, of course, you can follow Chris as well, but don't follow him on his personal one. He doesn't like that, as he tells us all the time. Don't follow me there. Uh, follow him at the underscore LGG for the Land Grant Gauntlet. That is where he tweets his Big 12 facts and information and will argue with you about certain things because Chris likes to argue. And I mean that in a very nice way, my friend. I, I think today's it. argument was... Uh... Dairy Queen is better than In-N-Out. Come on! No, no, no. It was Brahms. It was Brahms. Brahms. Oh, yeah. Then it got moved to Dairy Queen. I don't. I don't know. Both oh, are wrong. Yeah. yeah. So if you want to hop into the Dairy Queen Brahms debate, go follow the LGG the at the underscore LGG. Again, we'll be back on Monday uh, with Andy and Jamie, as we always are, for a whole lot of conversations about a lot of things, including <laughs> Kansas State losing in men's basketball to a Division II school, and by losing, I mean getting blown out, which is not good. So we will talk to you then. Sports Social Podcast Network.